0: Hi there, I'm Bunny Terry, and you're listening to the I Love New Mexico podcast. Whether you're a native New Mexican who's lived here for your entire life, or you're just considering a visit, this episode is for you. Join us as we share a lot of New Mexico stories, talk about all things New Mexico, and include topics like what's magical here where you ought to visit, what's happening, and the things you absolutely cannot miss in the land of enchantment. We're excited that you're here, and we can't wait to show you what an amazing place New Mexico is, because let's face it, I love New Mexico. I'm here today with a special guest. Her name is Jess Griego and Jess has one of the, I think, what might be one of the coolest jobs in New Mexico. Of course, I'm a beer drinker and a beer lover. So um, it, it makes sense that I would say that. But Jess is the chief, chief operations officer and one of the owners, Jess, of Bosque Brewing. Are you the yes. owner?
1: No, I am, I am a co-owner, so I became um, an equity partner in 2019 um, and have been with the company since the first day we opened in 2010. Actually our 10 year anniversary is next Wednesday on the 24th. Uh, so I started as a server and um, over that last 10 years, I've um, become um, an equity partner and chief operating officer. So
0: I wanna hear that story. How did you just, I mean, it, that seems sort of like kismet or faith, Fate that you <laughs> became a server, doesn't it? I mean, what an amazing story you you started. Yeah,
1: definitely unexpected. I feel like um, I tell people it's kind of right place, right time, definitely. I went to the University of New Mexico and uh, thought I was going to law school and, and for graduate school. And in high school, I started doing theater and I really liked it. And I just thought it would be something to pursue in my undergrad. Uh, knowing that I, the next step would be law school, um, I worked for a local attorney throughout college, and then also uh, served at different uh, restaurants and bars to get myself through school. And so, serving was kind of just always something I had, had done as a um, as a job during during um, college. And after working at the attorney's office for four years, I'm really glad I had that job because I was able to see firsthand what a career would be in law. And although I still am very passionate about it, I realized that I was not um, ready to invest that much time and energy and um, money into something that I wasn't sure of. So I was kind of started back at square one since I had a theater degree, didn't (laughs) wasn't necessarily something that could. um, It it was it was just a degree that I'm very proud of, but uh, didn't wasn't necessarily a resume builder, so anyway, I thought maybe I would go to school, um, maybe I'd become a teacher. I wasn't sure, I was 23 at the time, uh, just graduated, and was serving as just an interim um, job while I was figuring out what I was gonna do. Um, my dad was always kind of asking me, you know, what's your plan? What are you up to? Um, he had even put in my mind, maybe you should like, run a bar or a brewery one day or business rather, restaurant, Um, something he had said one time when we were actually flying back from New York, I I, um, auditioned for grad school and got in. Actually, that's kind of when I um, had a big epiphany. I had no idea what I was doing. Wasn't going to law school, uh, applied for grad school in New York, got in. Um, It was so expensive. We went to New York with my family to check it out. And I just realized I wasn't ready. And it just really scared me. So on that flight back, my dad was kind of talking to me about different things. You know, you've served in the restaurant industry for a long time. Um, My dad was really entrepreneurial. It's like, maybe you could open a business one day. And this was all stuff that in my mind, I think sounded cool, but I wasn't. I was so all over the place. I was twenty three. So I knew that serving at least was something I could do until I figured out what what my next step was. I really wanted to work somewhere local. Um, and the brewery scene ten years ago was really still pretty small. I mean, Marble and Santa Fe were established. La was was established, but for the most part, there wasn't like the industry and just the amount of businesses there are now. And so um, I worked at Burt's Tiki Lounge at that time and knew um, had a coworker there who was related to uh, one of the owners that was opening Bosky, and I just reached out and I said, "Hey, I would be you know if you need help, I'm." interested. And that's as simple as it was. I was just looking wow. for um, a change. Um, I, again, I credit my dad. He knew I was in a rut and he was constantly um, asking, what are you doing? How are you putting yourself out there? Are you finding a new opportunity? Even if it's just a serving job, like what are you doing to get out of this rut? So um, he kind of pushed me. I was always just putting feelers out there to see what I could do next. I was still working at the law office as well at that time. Um, but it had been the first time since I'd graduated from school that I'd never had multiple jobs. Actually, Bosky is the only job I've ever had where i it hasn't been that and something else. I always had multiple things happening, um, going on at the same time. So, um, it was a big commitment, um, that was different, but I was one of six original employees. We opened in, um, 2010, 2012, like I said, and 10 years ago. And, um, there was just, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about beer. I knew I wanted to work somewhere local and I knew breweries were somewhere that were less of a, you know, late night, um, Burt's Tiki Lounge <laughs> sort of downtown. I like, had done that for a few years and I made great money, but I was ready to kind of just find something that was a little, a little less chaotic. Um, and it's just evolved from there. So, uh, Gabe, Kevin, and Jotham are the three, um, original um, founding partners. And i they were complete strangers to me. I had never met them before. When I started working at Bosky, I was again, kind of just thrown into the situation where um, everyone was really tight. They had all been working for years to get this business off of the ground. And um, we all just meshed. I was happy to step in and help whenever they needed it. Everyone was super exhausted and Gabe was brewing and managing the business and counting drawers at the end of the night. And so wherever there was a need I felt like I could fill, I just rose my hand. And that's really kind of the lesson I learned is just putting myself out there uh, just gave me more opportunities, uh, gave me more responsibility. Gabe Jensen, who's our CEO, had a vision for Bosky to be even bigger than it is now. And I've heard him say a million times, people ask, oh, did you think that you were going to be this big? And... It's always kind of a two sided answer. It's no, because <laughs> it's crazy when you think back. I mean, we have, we just opened our seventh location, about to open our um, eighth, and we have more coming online next year. But they had always really wanted to be um, the vision was to be the new Belgium of New Mexico. <clears throat> so we're not there yet, obviously. But the, he was already looking for new locations, new places to open. Las Cruces was our second tap room. And so I kind of just, um, made myself available and, and just dug in and was in the trenches with Gabe for a lot of that growth. And 10 years has gone by. It's crazy. Um, it's kind of just, a, I don't even know. It, it, I don't. My, it's so um, wild that just one message to a coworker led to this <laughs> career and this really significant part of my life that, that if I wouldn't have reached out, who knows? I, would, I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing. So,
0: well, I'm really interested to. Are there a lot of women in this profession that own um, uh, companies like this? I'm really, I'm really interested to know if you're, especially in New Mexico. I mean, I, I would yeah. think that this was, this was kind of a not an old guys network because everybody seems to be really young in the profession. But I'm curious to know. I know you're. And, and we can also ask about this later again, but I know you're part of the Pink Boots Society, which is about mm-hmm. female brewery owners, right? Mm-hmm. Am I, yeah, I yeah, have right? Yeah.
1: So when I first started, I would say no. I mean, there was much fewer breweries at, to begin with. And then just the women in general. Um, I, I felt certainly like I was one of very few, um, not only in New Mexico, but even at events like craft brewers conference which happened every year in different major cities or great american beer festival you know i'd feel myself like oh there's there's me and then there's maybe two other women and then the rest of the room is men in flannels you know so that was very um obvious and kind of intimidating in 2012 and and as the 10 years have gone by it's definitely changed like absolutely There's It's become much more of a diverse population of um, owners and just customers. But at CBC last year, I I remember this because I was like, wow, Um, they were going through all the stats of how many breweries are in the country, how many owners. And the stat in 2021 was that only 2% of all brewery owners in the country are are women. So it's a very, very small minority. Um, That's not to say that there aren't women brewers and women running the businesses and managing and marketing and all of those things, um, but the actual ownership equity piece um, there's still a lot of work to do, and it's a really hard uh, industry to to crack into and to be taken seriously in. Um, but we have a really amazing network of women in New Mexico who um, either own or um operate at the highest level in New Mexico breweries. So I, I was telling you before we started recording, we have a a group message of um of women in the in the beer industry that we're constantly chatting. It, it really kind of kicked off during Covid just how are you guys handling this? How's everyone doing? Um, that sort of stuff. But um, like Sky DeVore from Tractor is one of the first um, women owners of a brewery in New Mexico. She's done so much for the industry. Um, on the legislative side, she's been incredible. Um, Shelby uh, Chance from Steelbender is a woman co-owner. Obviously Bow and Arrow um, has two women um, owners. And then Anne from Sidetrack. So I would actually say New Mexico is much more um women owned and operated than the rest of the country at least from my experience i'm sure i'm missing somebody but i, I <laughs> that's those are the the there's a a handful which is great
0: wow that's good to hear in fact i want to talk to every single one of them but i'm glad we got you first and i and i i want to hear more about Bosque, but i want to know about you are you from new mexico always
1: I am, yep. So I am a native New Mexican. I was born in Albuquerque. I lived in, I grew up in Rio Rancho. I went to Rio Rancho High School. Um, and then I moved to Albuquerque to go to UNM and have been in Albuquerque ever since. I mean, Rio Rancho is basically a suburb of Albuquerque, but very different. Um, I don't ever want to move. I love New Mexico. I love Albuquerque. I My family's here. Um, my husband's family's here. And I'm really passionate about making, helping to make the state um, better and to create pride in the state. And I have a lot of friends um, who live here or who've left to, who, you know, kind of speak down on New Mexico. And I, I don't know. I just think that's kind of a cop out. I think there's so much opportunity to grow this amazing community. And um, part of Bosque, you know, Bosque's part in that is creating jobs and um, just giving a positive, recognition to to the state about all these amazing products that we're making and it's not just beer there's craft distillers now and you know all these local restaurants and there's so much history and and um diversity here that i think gets overlooked because of all of the negative things that we you know that we hear about which need work too but um we want to be a place where people want to come and they want to move to and we need i want new mexico to feel accessible to to everybody and um that's just really important to me. So, yep, I will always live here unless um nope, I'll always live here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I I'll, maybe way. I'll get a little uh, one day if one day when I'm retired, I might want to have like a little cabin in Telluride or something, but I'd always have roots here no matter what.
0: I always um I always say this on the on the podcast that I went away a, a couple of times and um I, you know like I married somebody and moved out of state and I was always like please God just get me back I mean it's like mm-hmm. it, it if if you let me go back I will never leave again and so that <laughs> and luckily now I'm married to a native New Mexican so we're not going anywhere but yeah um I'm really curious because um my favorite location really just because it has some personal history, for me, because I used to go there when it was Jackalope, but right. I love that location in Bernalillo where you're right on the Rio Grande. But what mm-hmm. was the first location?
1: So our first location was at San Mateo. So anyone who's been a Bosky um, fan or customer from the beginning um, is very uh, sad that that space is no longer oh, open. No. Um, so we we were we just outgrew it. So we used to call that the strip mall struggle. So it was on San Mateo, right near the balloon fiesta, San Mateo and Alameda. It was a small, um, like I don't know, twelve hundred square foot space. We cooked all of our sandwiches on panini presses on top of the bar. The brewery was in the back of house. Everything was so tiny, and it makes like that was how we started. We started really small, and then as we continued to grow, we took over the space next door, and then we took over more space next door and more space next door, and we had all. It was just it was nuts, and it wasn't scalable. Um, but it was definitely a. Um, just a piece of Bosky history that sometimes I definitely miss. That's where I started. Um, now La Reforma Brewery is there and, um, they're amazing. I love going there and it's weird because it's a different business now, obviously, but sitting at the bar and pointing to my husband, oh, that's, you know, that's the register that where this whole all started. And, you know, I, um, I have so much love for that space, but we, we certainly outgrew it. And then that's when we moved to, um, Bosky North in Bernalillo where now we have this, you know, enormous facility that's able to um, produce the amount of beer that we are selling at seven locations and hundreds of retailers across the state.
0: Well, and I would tell somebody who's visiting, I I mean, I'm sure you'd like to promote all of your locations, but I tell somebody who's visiting, if you're in Albuquerque or Santa Fe, um, Um, go to that location because the views are incredible. Of course the beer is great. I'm, my favorite is elephants on parade, but um <laughs> I I I also like the lager. But um I that is a a really cool, relaxing space. And um sometimes we meet people there who live in Real Rancho. We'll meet there and spend a Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I love it. It's a great location. Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. That's one place where um I every time I walk through there, through the breweries specifically and into the taproom and upstairs and all the things like it makes me <clears throat> emotional. I'm just so proud of that space and to have again back at San Mateo, you know, we were this teeny tiny little place and to see what has grown and what we've built. John, our master brewer. Um, has just done an amazing job creating this beautiful facility and seeing all of different jobs that happen at that place. You know, that's that's the place where we have the most diverse um, group of positions. We have managers, we have servers, we have logistics managers, we have brewers, we have seller people. There's just so much happening there. It's like this hub of um, just business. It's so, it's, I just love it. Yeah. So, and obviously the, the views are beautiful. It's overlooking the Sandia's it's bosky on the bosky It's perfect. It was exactly, you know, it was the exact perfect place for us. It was uh, people, you know, i still think of it as Jackalope and that's, I think it's nice to have a historic building that has meaning to people that's existed for a really long time in the state and that we're able to, um, grow into something new, but still keep that, that history.
0: awesome so you have other okay so i know you have santa fe and you also you have revolution pizza too what's that about
1: so that's restoration pizza and restoration sorry no 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 that's okay i love talking about restoration pizza because a lot of people don't um know about it or know that it's our sister brand and uh we opened our first location restoration pizza location in 2019 in albuquerque uh, journal center near Cabela's in that same shopping center and the mission for that company specifically is to hire individuals with disabilities who would otherwise not have opportunities for um, well paying uh, accessible jobs, so uh, we work with uh, several different programs um, and uh, companies organizations throughout the state to provide uh, individuals with with jobs um, who have disabilities. So we work with um, ARCA, Best Buddies, um, the New Mexico Institute for the Blind and Deaf. Uh, It's amazing. And so it is a for profit business, which is certainly a different model than usual. But the the point is for everyone to have an opportunity to um, grow themselves and to create wealth for themselves. Uh, During the pandemic, that was very difficult. Obviously, just the industry in general was um, really affected by the inability to have in-person dining and that sort of thing. Um, So we kind of had to just get through. And now that we're back kind of to somewhat of normal, um, it's amazing. The Restoration Pizza feels like a place that is just so inviting and welcoming and, uh, Gabe, our CEO always calls it the, all the feels in a high five. Um, it just, there's wow. so much to learn. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And so that, that, um, is our sister brand that is just a whole other monster, <laughs> but it has all Basque beer. And then, uh, the pizza is specific uh, choice because it's easy to, it's easier to have systems when we're when, with pizzas. So we have, um, uh, guides and different training materials for people with all different abilities to be able to make pizza consistently. Um, and then you know everyone's different, so we have just we, the whole um, idea is to just provide as much support for people um, within the the tap room to um, be able to do a job effectively and to and to find joy in their job. It's um, I'm just really proud of of that business. And we are, so in Santa Fe, we're actually reopening the Tap taproom that's on the rail yards. It's been closed under construction and we're reopening that as a restoration pizza, hopefully before the end of this month. So, so,
0: so so that location is right across from Violet Crown, right? Am I correct? Correct.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be a restoration pizza soon. Um, we opened that location as a Bosky. Um, during the pandemic and it you know it's very uh tourist centric area and there's a lot of competing um businesses that sell food in in that area and so it's been that's been a challenge so we decided let's i think restoration pizza makes the most sense there i think there's an untapped market and there are people in santa fe um who are looking for jobs who you know don't necessarily have the the opportunities that they would if um if frustration was there and there's um I think just there's a lot of buzz and excitement about turning that into restoration and still having bosky beer. So.
0: Wow. I love that because we did go, um, you know, during the pandemic we would just sort of desperately go anywhere where we could sit outside (laughs) and not just support local businesses, but have a drink. Um, and Mm -hmm. so, um, we went a lot to that location and I know that, um, People in my family did the same thing, so I'm glad that you're reopening because that was sort yeah, of be was another one so of our Sunday afternoon things. If we were <laughs>
1: yeah, so, so we're
0: excited about about that. And um, Jess, where did that idea come from?
1: I mean, so our so Gabe, I've I mentioned him a few times. <laughs> yeah, he's always just looking for opportunity. Again, I mean, I think really the the mindset is to how do we help um, enhance the New Mexico story and what how do we do that with the things that we already do, which is make beer and open restaurants, you know, it's a little it could be limiting. But there are, again, there's these opportunities, if you look outside the box, to um, use what you have to still create um, pride in what you, in, in New Mexico and what you do. So um, Nathan, uh, Gabe has a friend, Nathan Winham, who is our um, program coordinator who did a similar concept in Arkansas. And they were having um, beers one night on um, Gabe's backyard patio, and the the concept came up. Hey, I, you know, what if what would Bosky think about doing this? And um, someone like Gabe, it doesn't take much for an idea to spark. <laughs> um, you know, very very uh, entrepreneurial, and the, the wheels were in motion pretty quick. I was on maternity leave with my first daughter at that time, and we hadn't seen each other in a few weeks, and he text me and was like hey can we get lunch um so i knew he had something up his sleeve because he was doing pretty good about leaving me alone on <laughs> maternity leave but i was like hmm, "What is does he up to and then he presented the concept to me and i was like yes absolutely yes no question let's do it let's figure it out um nathan has been great he has that experience so i mean it definitely has been a team effort and it wasn't something that we Probably would have thought of without again that someone just putting out putting out putting themselves out there and asking us if, if it would be something we were interested in possibly pursuing.
0: Oh, I love that! I can't wait to have some pizza. And what you also have locations in Las Cruces? I mean, you said you have seven, but what's what's in Las Cruces? Because we'd love to talk about the rest of the state. Oh, totally! As well.
1: Yeah, um, it's so funny. Everyone thinks that I am a. Aggie alumni because I work at Bosque. So I sometimes, uh, yeah, um, no, yeah, go Aggies. But because we have the 1888, um, Pistol Pete's 1888 Blondale,
0: which is a. Oh, wait, wait, I saw that. So that's Pistol Pete. Yeah, yeah. So that's an officially licensed
1: beer with New Mexico State University. And we were one of the first breweries in the country to do that. Now there's quite a few colleges who have um, partnered with local breweries to have a, um, a light, officially licensed beer. But uh, yeah, so that's our NMSU beer. Gabe uh, grew up in Las Cruces. Our um, other co-owner, Kevin, um, and him went to college at NMSU together. So Las Cruces is a very uh, close to their hearts. And again, Gabe was just like, we need to be in Cruces. And everyone at the time, we opened that tap, the first tap room in 2014, thought we were crazy. You know, how, how are you going to do that three hours away? Can you trust people to run your business? Um, all the questions we got from fellow owners in the industry. And we just took, again, we just took a shot and it's been amazing. We've been really welcomed down in Cruces. I love Crucis. I've, um, I can do that drive in my sleep now. I've been there so, so much. Um, the people are amazing. It's, the food is amazing. It's different from Albuquerque. It's, um, just great. We love having locations near the universities. Obviously, Knob Hill is next to UNM. So we definitely don't put ourselves in a box and say, oh, we're only UNM or we're only NMSU or only this thing. I mean, the whole um, purpose and growing the company is to make impacts in different places, parts of New Mexico, and have um, each tap room has its own identity within those communities that serves the purposes of, of those places. and. Uh, yeah. So you'll catch, you know, NMSU games and tailgates and all those things were down there, just supporting the college and just happy to be, da- to be down there. It's it's amazing.
0: It's, I went to school there first, okay. you know, back <laughs> before the crust cooled, like in 1978, but it was one of my favorite places. And in fact, we just had a guest on who um, grew up there and she talked about how... Um, you know how different it, it really is different. I mean, not just because of the weather, but the culture is different. Mm-hmm. It's closer to Mexico, closer to El Paso. Sure. But if I if I wasn't going to live, I you know raised my kids in Albuquerque. I now live in Santa Fe. But if I wasn't going to live in either of these two places, I think Las Cruces would be my next choice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we what love a great Christmas. place to have a business. I think.
1: Yeah, it's been great. We have two, so we opened the tap room near university, um, and then we have one um, on Telshore, Shore, which is kind of more of the suburban area of the city, right. um, farther north. And um, that one opened right before COVID, so it's been, you know, it's just every t- every tap room has its own um, unique identities and challenges, and then add a global pandemic on top of that. <laughs> so that one, right. we're you know, we're just kind of getting that one back up on its feet and. Um, that one actually has a cool story because it was the old, um, Uno's, uh, Pizzeria Uno's, I believe. Oh, yeah. And that's where yeah. Gabe and Jotham are uh, two of our, um, co-founders that there, those were, that was where they both had their first serving jobs ever in college. So they yeah. kind of learned the service industry ropes in that building. And then we now have a tap room in it. So, when we're looking for spaces to open, a lot of times we're trying to find, you know, what's what's the story here? What makes it special? Jackalope, for example, or the rail yards is just, you know, such a um, integral part of Santa Fe. So that's something when we're um, scouting out locations, like how what what's the story here? What what makes it special and unique? And um, so that is definitely a place for Gabe and Jotham that they that they are, they have a lot of memories and kind of was the beginning of, of Bosky. In a lot of ways.
0: So it feels to me, and maybe you have this stated somewhere, but it feels like part of your culture is, is, um, maintaining this New Mexico story, right? I,
1: yeah. So actually, our, our mission statement is to craft a greater sense of pride and belonging in New Mexico. So it is actually our entire, (laughs) it is our entire mission, um, through, um, the products that we create, and the beers that we make, and the food that we offer, and the tap rooms that we open, and all those things. But really, New Mexico is at the center of of what we're doing, and and just really reminding people why it's amazing to live here and be here, and um, just passionate about creating a sense a sense of pride in the state.
0: So I want you to say that—not the whole thing, but the—but the, <laughs> the, the to craft it because I talked over you, and I'm sorry I did. not so no, no, say that part. Um, of me. So
1: yeah, our our mission statement is to craft a um, greater sense of pride and belonging in New Mexico.
0: Perfect. I love that. I love that, and I and I love that it's happening with um, somebody who is from here. And but also, you how many how many employees do you have?
1: Man, we just we're about to I think if we haven't yet and very very soon we'll um hit over four hundred employees. It's nuts. I can't even
0: Oh my <laughs> I goodness. Say that out loud. Wow, oh my
1: God, it's crazy. Especially since we started. I was one of six. It's nuts. We've grown so that's
0: nuts. In ten years you went from six employees to over four hundred.
1: Yes, yes. It's um that's amazing. It's it's wild. It's so cool. It's um a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But we have a really great team. We have um, just, I don't. We just have this momentum that I want to keep con- continuing to push forward and um, creating jobs in New Mexico is really important. And when we're at the legislature, you know, um, fighting to, for our industry, for local businesses to, you know, have a shot against uh, conglomerates, competitors that I won't necessarily say out loud. Um, those are things that the that people like to hear. How many jobs are you creating? How much revenue are you bringing into the state? Um, it's it's just really cool to be a part of it.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, Jess, I'm so I'm so glad that you came on and that you told us part of your personal story. But I'm really glad to hear more about Bosque because I love it already.
1: Um, is there anything that we've missed? I mean, what's next? Oh man! So we just opened. Um, our seventh location on the west side at we call it cottonwood but it was the old um toltec brewing company um if you're familiar with them so that just opened a few days ago we're about to um, reopen santa fe uh, market station as a restoration pizza and we have a bunch of other crazy ideas that we'll likely <laughs> be sharing sometime next year but um with always with New Mexico at the focus, Um, some really exciting, exciting stuff within, within the restaurant um, industry. Nothing's, nothing's signed yet, but we, we, we've got concepts. Um, So we're going to continue to build the brands that we have and then um, just work on new, fun, exciting things that um, really highlight what we love about New Mexico. Well, don't stop because you're (laughs) doing a really good job. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And maybe at some point we can get all the owners in a room to sit around and talk all at once. That's always a fun Yeah, yeah, do. absolutely. So- oh,
1: and then, you know, we actually didn't talk about Pink Boots. I just want to plug that real quick, too. Sure. Um, so Pink Boots Society is um, a nonprofit. There's a national in, uh, national chapter, and then we have a New Mexico chapter, which I'm the um, co-lead of. Um, but the whole purpose of the Pink Boots Society is to um, educate and, sp- and inspire women in the fermented beverage industry. So before it was just craft beer, but now it's um, spirits, kombucha, wine, all of anything that's fermented. And um, it's really great to be part of that organization. We've grown the membership from about like six or seven people to um, 40 in the um, the last few years, we're continuing to add more women. And so anyone who um, is interested in any, in being in the industry um, or is in the industry and is looking to network with other women um, looking for training and educational opportunities uh, definitely check out pink boots we did a social media boot camp last night for all of a lot of the women owners of breweries in town uh, you know do all the things they run the social media pages they do the scheduling they um process payroll they have you know wear all the hats so it was really cool to have and it was we had another woman um um entrepreneur from new mexico come who's um a social media uh, master and she came and trained everyone yesterday on like just the small things you can do to make a bigger impact for your business on social Mm -hmm. media so pink boots is awesome um definitely want to just plug that and um, make sure that we're continuing to add more women into our network as we as we come out of this pandemic and as people are starting to to get together again um yeah. So just wanted to make sure I didn't forget about pink boots.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. And we'll put a link to that so that, uh, you know, whatever, um, whatever we can do to promote that. And um, I can't wait to, I don't know, I'm going to hunt you down and have a beer with you. Is that good? Absolutely.
1: Oh yeah. I'll be, <laughs> let me know. I'll, definitely <laughs> we have, it well we have, um, I'll be in Santa Fe quite a bit in the coming, in the coming weeks. So. Good. And then of good. course, if you have, um, let me know, I can, it puts you in touch with all the other women we spoke about earlier. Um, they are all just having, that would amazing, be cool unique yes. stories and are just doing amazing them. things. And I'm just so, um, grateful to just work alongside them and, um, to have people outside of Bosky that I can talk to about, you know, it's nice to have an outside perspective sometimes. Um, but still the perspective of being a woman, um, brewery owner, because it's, it's not always easy, but.
0: Oh, and the cool thing is it doesn't, you're not competing with one another, you're helping each other grow. It's, what, a, what a wonderful way to run an organization. It's, so Yeah, and work. it's
1: something that I didn't feel like I had or I saw um, when I first started. And, you know, I just don't think it's worth competing. It's so much better when we're on each other's side. We already have so many um, obstacles to overcome just being a minority in the industry. And so when we're all on a text thread together, just talking through problems and helping each other. It's just so much, it's just, it's so much better. I don't know why it's not like this all the time, but uh, it's, it's great to have all the women in this industry, just championing, championing each other. That was a mouthful. Um, All the time. Yesterday we were all, you know, sitting at the table together, talking about our social media pages. And, you know, it's easy to to not want to share your secrets, but it doesn't, it's just, it's better if I, it's better if everyone's doing great. Um, that's better for everybody. So.
0: I think there's a, I'm trying, I was thinking about this, um, saying that I had a coach who went she, you know, it's the, a rising tide helps all boats. Totally. Float. Yes. So, um, so there you are <laughs> You're making that happen. Yeah. Jess, thank you so much for being with me where I'm going to find you somewhere else, but, um, it's a great story. I loved hearing it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. Oh, your kit. kidding. No, I mean, we love New Mexico. We're kindred spirits. <laughs> so we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. New Mexico, New Mexico, give me back the one I love to hold. Got the pedal down as far as it will go And
1: I'll see my baby back in the Mexico.